Hello and welcome to the Rural Compass podcast. This podcast shares stories, advice and connects female ruralpreneurs across Australia. You will hear from women who have already tread the path as well as experts in their fields who will offer advice, tips and tools to help you run your business. In case we haven't met, my name's Samantha Murant and I'm your host. I'm a rural business coach who helps rural women to build businesses they love no matter their location. I live in Outback Australia, but this has not stopped me from creating two successful businesses and I truly believe that in today's digital age, living rurally or remotely should not hinder your chance to be seen and be successful. I believe it is possible for rural women in business to communicate and connect with their audience through digital and content marketing to create a loyal community of followers that convert to paying customers or clients. I help women do this through my four-week online course, The Rural Biz Roadmap, The Compass Society, which is a virtual co-working membership for rural women, one-on-one coaching, and my marketing health check packages, and of course, this podcast. I am also a mother of two young children and a wife, and I understand the daily juggle that comes with running a business, a household, and a family. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, so let's jump into the episode. In this episode, I speak with Elizabeth Jackson, a systems and business operations coach around how to manage your creative energy in your business. This episode was originally directed at those working in a creative field. However, any business owner will be able to relate to the discussions we have and the tips given by Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm, I'm so excited to have a chat to you and hear a little bit more about your journey and your thoughts and all that sort of thing. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Um, so in saying that, I would totally, I'd love for you to start by sharing a little bit about you and your journey and um, yeah, your story. Yes, of course. So for everyone listening on the podcast, you can very clearly tell um, I am not originally from Australia. Uh, I came over uh, from the States to uh, be with my now fiance. We're getting married next year. Um, And I've always had an affinity to connecting the dots, Um, whether it was just problem solving or a, a friend of mine was having relationship issues. I was able to always put the dots together. And that has carried me throughout both my corporate and agency career. So before I became a full-time entrepreneur, I was working for both a corporation as a data analyst or a marketing analyst. And then I moved into agency work where I was uh, a marketing manager for bigger tech brands like Microsoft or Cisco. And that was really where I curated and I crafted my art of being able to really connect and build these systematic structures um, to help build up businesses. Um, Of course, as you can imagine, with working in these corporate confinements, uh, there's not a lot of space for creativity, which was always a a whole other side to me that uh, was just a part of who I was. I was a theater kid. Um, I loved singing. I was just this very creative soul and spirit. And so trying to meld the two uh, hardly worked in a nine to five space, which is what led me into this um, wonderful opportunity of becoming an entrepreneur. Didn't start out as a system strategist or business operations coach by any means whatsoever. I started as a personal trainer because I was big into business, but um, slowly I curated and, and found this way of always coming back to helping 
businesses be able to create space for themselves inside of their business and help them run their business a little bit easier, which then naturally progressed into me becoming, me becoming a business coach in a sense. And that's what's led me here into helping businesses be able to run more effectively by uh, creating system structures and supports that make sense to them and make sense for the way that they operate and by not working against, but working with uh, a creative's natural energy patterns and being able to help them flourish with it. Amazing. That is so cool. And I think as creatives, we always, um, when we're running our businesses, we just love to do that whole creative side. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that business side of things is just like so overwhelming. And it's just, you know, that you just (laughs) want to put it in the back of the corner and go, I'll deal with that later. Um, But then it always comes back and you go, oh gosh, I don't know where to start, what to do. And it just, it just, creates this whole sort of overwhelm um do you totally agree oh absolutely okay forget you can't see me I am nodding my head vigorously (laughs) like I know exactly what you mean it's just it's something that you always know you need to do and then you're like oh I'll just put it off I'll just put it off and then as soon as like something occurs in your business where you're like oh this would have been really great if I had this and then you're just like I don't even know where I would begin to start um putting something like this together Uh, and it just becomes a very vicious cycle 100% agree yeah totally um and so I really want to chat to you today about that managing um you know your creative energy in your business because um yes obviously like you know creatives we we want to create we want to whether you're an artist or a ceramicist or a you know, content creator, whatever it may be, um, you know, your whole energy goes into that creative creativity. Um, but you're running a business as well. So, um, I would love to, um, you know, for creative business owners and energy plays a big part in that. Um, and we need to be, you know, in that zone to create, um, either whether it's an original product or products our customers have ordered and want, um, and simply booking in that time, to set, um, you know, within a day to finish a task or a project doesn't often really work for us. Um, so why do you believe that that, cre- that energy management is really important, um, is as important as time management? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you brought up um, time management as well, because this is typically what I um, compare energy management to, because I like to think that a lot of us um, creators that have uh, built this business, we've come from some type of background where we have had to work a nine to five. We've had to deal with a lot of rules, a lot of procedures, a lot of processes that um, were built for a traditional space. So what I mean by that is that time was the most precious resource that we had. As long as you use that time effectively, then you were being efficient. You were being successful. As entrepreneurs, that is thrown completely out the window because it's not just about using our time effectively. It's, as you said, using our energy effectively, because that is our most precious resource as creatives. That's what gets us our clients. That's what lets us stand apart from other um, competitors. Like that is really the moneymaker for us. And if we're not able to manage that effectively um, and we uh, either use it too much or we're not able to really effectively be able to, to dose it out throughout the days when we need it, then it's very easy that we get burnt out, we get overwhelmed, we try to force that creativity, which I think all of us, uh, both talking and listening, have felt when we try to force creativity. It's not fun. And we try and make something happen and it just 
isn't as powerful or as impactful as it could be, which is why I stress so much, especially with creatives, that we need to be taking care of ourselves and our energy and how we manage that um, just as much as we manage our time because it is such a precious resource. And so we want to make sure that we are um, not only paying attention to how we're dosing out that energy on the day to day, but also looking at the operations of our business and really look at the different pieces of our business that we need to manually move to make the business run. How much of doing that work manually is taking energy from us, creative energy that we could be using to actually drive the direction of the business? Yeah. Amazing. Yes, totally. I mean, we, we um, know as well that creative businesses operate differently um, to those more traditional businesses as well. Um, and in what you were saying there, you know, we've got all that creative energy that you want to be focusing in on your creativity and you don't want to be burning out and you don't, um, you want to make sure that you're being able to create with, um, with freedom and, and not being able to force that and that sort of thing. But, you know, what are those differences between, um, though, between a creative business and, and a traditional business? Yeah, great question. I think the biggest thing that I've seen having worked worked in both spaces is that in a traditional model, <clears throat> excuse me, in a traditional model, we see a very linear framework, right? We see X input plus Y effort equals Z results. Like that's the typical framework that we see uh, in a traditional business. And many business models have attempted to replicate this and work pretty well when your energy isn't as necessary for the work that you do. So for those who are in non-creative businesses, uh, it may not be as important for their creativity to be at the forefront of what they do. So they're able to make these linear frameworks work. However, as you said, creative energy doesn't work like that. And creatives don't work like that. We work in waves. Like our energy comes in when we come in on a really high high and we're like, oh my gosh, we can make everything. We're on top of the world and we feel amazing. And then next day we're in a low and we can barely lift a pen. We can't write a sentence. We're like, what just happened? And because of these waves, we cannot fit those waves into a traditional linear framework. It just doesn't work. Instead, we'd be trying to smush ourselves to work into this framework, but there would always be days when we're in a low that we just feel like we're just being lazy, that we're not able to be productive just because we can't make it work. And then there's gonna be times when we're in such a creative high, we don't wanna do the framework because we wanna create all these other things that are really fun. Um, and so, just a traditional business model just was not created for the creative, which is where it's really important that we recognize that and understand that so that we can start to create this different type of model that's going to, one, be able to honor our creative energy, but also be able to support us just as much as it supports our clients um, to be able to allow us to keep doing work even when we're in those lows or when we're in those highs. Uh, I love that so much. And it is so, so true. And, it, you know, it comes down to um, a bit down to that uh, chasing the fluff, you know, when you're in that mm. high and you're like, you're like, oh yeah, that's a really cool idea. I'm just going to run with that. And then yep. everything else gets thrown out the window because you're like, oh, I'm just going to focus on this really cool idea that I've got. But then it's, yeah, going, oh no, I need to go back and actually think about the things that, are, you know, whether they're income producing or, you know, the project that actually has a time limit and those sorts of things yep. um, rather than, and but, but it's often, uh, and, and I definitely I've, I've been in that space before where you, you hit that low because you're like oh like 
I just, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I know I can do it, but I just don't want to mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> sort of things. <laughs> and I'm sure that many, many listeners can totally relate to that. Um, and so um, creative business owners then, you know, obviously need to strike a balance between that creative energy and, and the outlet. And mm-hmm. so um, creating a, pro- a productive and pro- profitable business um, is really important in any business. Um, and systems play part in helping us to do this. So um, like you were saying, there's that, that, you know, we don't follow that linear, <laughs> linear business structure. But can you tell us about some systems that creative business owners can put into place to find that balance? Yeah, absolutely. The first one that I always, actually, let me back up a little bit. Uh, I want to start off by saying that when I say systems, I'm not just talking about automation. Um, I tend to find that when we start bringing systems into the conversation, especially with creatives, their immediate are like, uh, mm, not feeling it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> systems can feel so complicated and vague at the same time. And uh, when I talk about systems, I am talking about the processes that are rooted in your needs um, so that you don't have to keep doing them manually. Like you can just take that off of your plate and it can be something that can be done um, either in a short amount of time or just completely hands off. So want to start there. Uh, some systems that I immediately think of is just with your client experience. So in the way that you connect and you serve your clients, how can we take some of those tasks off for you? For me, for example, a good portion of my lead generation is through social media through content, uh, there are days where I just can't write for anything. Like I consider myself a pretty strong writer, but I'll try and write a sentence and it's just horrible. And I end up just not doing my content creation for the week. Uh, so instead what I found to work for me is I have a process, something called standardization. One of the four types of systems that I teach on, um, I have a standardization process where on Tuesdays and on Thursdays, and sometimes over the weekends, um, I'm just listening to recordings that I have done of what's been going on throughout the week. I can typically get the energy and the the intent of my content when I'm speaking as opposed to writing. So I will just use a recorder app. I'll just say what I'm thinking. I won't try and self-correct myself. And then on those specific days, I listen to those recordings and I create my content. And then all of a sudden I've batched content. I never thought I would be a content batcher, but here we are. And it's because I've figured out a way that works with my natural process of how I create content. So you can do something very similar, whether that's for your lead generation, whether that is for the way that you launch, like not everybody needs to launch traditionally. There's different ways that you can actually do enrollments. If that's something that you do, if you're a product-based business, is there a way for you to be able to connect and give your information over to your clients without you having to manually write that email for the umpteenth time? There are a variety of ways that we can make sure that our clients are still being supported, but also at the same time, utilize systems to take some of the things that we do repeatedly, repeatedly, excuse me, um, off of our plate, put them into a system that can enact that work for us so that we leave some space for ourselves to continue to be creative for other things that we want to do. Yes, I love, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that's so funny about batching because I have become a bachelor as well. I never thought I would be doing that, but I do. Never in a million years. <laughs> I never thought that would be me. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so do you think as well, um, you know, it's, it's about finding that creativity in the different business systems that you put in place. Mm. Um, you know, like if, if it's, if it comes down to content creation, like you said, you know, um, being able to listen to what you've been doing um, allows you to um, get those ideas flowing and and create that content. So um, 
do you think it's finding those creative um, sparks within those those business areas? I think so. And I think it's also a mix of, it's two things. It's that one. And it's also making sure that we have enough space to be able to actually uh, allow ourselves to have those creative moments in our business. So for example, like, yes, I have those days where I am recording or excuse me, not recording. I'm writing down what I've recorded. Uh, but at the same time, if I am so busy on those days, trying to do everything else, I'm trying to onboard a client. I'm trying to schedule an interview for something else. I'm working with a guest, uh, a guest expert. Um, there's so many other things on my plate that I leave no space for myself to really be able to have those creative moments, then it's all for naught, Right. So I think it's important that we also, yes, look for those, uh, that creativity within each of the business areas that we have, but also making sure that we are giving ourselves intentional space to be creative, which can be really difficult when it feels like you have to be on 24 seven. So definitely making intentional space for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, um, <laughs> like, as I mentioned before we got into this, this interview, like even having kids and like, I was supposed to be getting on, we were supposed to be getting on half an hour earlier and that throws it out. And mm-hmm. so like, there's all these other different things that, um, that can be taking away your energy. So, um, I, I love what you're saying about that, about, you know, finding that creative, um, creative outlet, creative energy and focusing on that. Um, yeah. and, <clears throat> and so, um, do you think that people as well, um, need to be a bit more like I know myself when I first started my business um, and I know a lot of women do this a lot of creatives that I work with and clients that I work with do this as well um, you know they they start their business and they go okay I'm going to go on to Pinterest and I'm just going to find you know they tell me that I need to do this every month and and they think okay I'm just going to follow this structure but it doesn't flow with their their personality whether mm. like you know their personality type or um, the the type of business and type of you know mind frame and energy yeah, and all yeah. those sorts of things um it doesn't actually connect with them so um I'd love to know sort of your thoughts on that like how, how do you suggest to people that like you don't have to just follow that one linear framework how um you know what what do you sort of say to people um when they're trying to um work out what works for them yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big one. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's a fantastic question uh, because I come up with this, uh, come up against this pretty often. Like I started my business this way too, where I was like, look, I'm, I'm a workhorse. I'm just going to find the information and we're just going to make it work. And, and that's what a lot of us um, as entrepreneurs in general are like. Um, and what I say to people like that when they're, I find also with creatives is that because we have so much creative energy, like we're just bouncing off the walls, all these different ideas that are coming and different ways we can do things. Sometimes it's nice to just have a structure to ground to, right? Which is why yeah. these, these structures and these linear frameworks, they're so tempting. They're so tempting just because it makes it seem like all we have to do is put our creativity into these lovely little boxes and then magically everything will work. And we know that's not how it works. We know it, but we still hope that maybe this time, this is the right framework of how it works. And so what I say to people who feel like they, this linear framework is easier than trying to figure out something that works for them. Cause sometimes that can feel pretty big. I like to say, just start small, start with just documenting what you're doing, because you'll be shocked at how much you do actually already in and of itself as a system stuff you do naturally. Um, For example, documenting your onboarding process, documenting um, your creative process. If you create a product, um, documenting your lead generation process, just document what you do and then look back and 
audit yourself, audit, like what's dragging, what doesn't feel good? Like what made you feel, oh, like I'm just drained after doing this. What made you feel super uplifted? What was just like, oh my gosh, this was just the best thing ever that I've ever done in my entire life. What, where do those pockets naturally happen? Where do those, um, anomalies occur. And then when we are able to lay it out and like look at it and see it from a bird's eye view, we're not looking at it from a strategic view where, you know, we're being told this is the proven method. So naturally something's wrong with us if the proven method isn't working for us, but to be able to actually look holistically and be like, Hmm, this strategy doesn't actually make sense for what I want to do. So we have to be able to document and see where our energy is going, see if that makes sense for us. And also be able to connect it to like what our big vision is for our business anyway. Like what, where are we working towards? Is it just money? If that was the case, there's plenty of other ways we can make money. Why does it have to be this way? Starting to formulate that vision and then connecting it back to the day-to-day operations is going to help so much. And being able to figure out what exactly is going to work for you in terms of operations and the systems and the strategies that you've implemented. Oh my gosh, I love that. That is the <laughs> the best advice. That is so good. Um, because yes, it, it's, um, I find so often working with people that that, that is the thing. They, they just, uh, you know, and grab all these different free um, schedulers and all those sorts of things. And it's, it's like, no, that, you know, it doesn't necessarily work for what you are doing or what you're trying to achieve like that. And it might not even be for someone who is in that field, you know, that it's like um, it might work for someone who's, a um a social media uh, manager but it won't work for someone who is creating quilts you know exactly exactly <laughs> so I, yeah that's awesome and I think and I think it's really important for um and for the listeners um you know to to realize that yeah that everyone is different like you and and I you know, I work with different creatives and you do as well, um, Elizabeth, and like um, not a single one of those is going to be the same. And I think that's, that's really, really important thing. And I mean, we've, you know, we've discussed that a lot in this episode. And I think that's such an important um, point to take away from this conversation is that um, everyone, everyone um, uses their energy differently and, and um, the way that they run their businesses are different as well. So um, that's really cool. Thank you. Of course. If um, you don't mind, oh, I'm so sorry. If oh, you don't yeah, mind me just it. interjecting for a split second, just to um, piggyback off of what Samantha's saying, I also want it to be really important to to know that us as humans are so individualistic. And even though it's something that we know, we know um, that every person is different from the other. It's really difficult when you are in a space, especially when it comes to your financial stability, to recognize that the way that you work is different from another person and for that to be okay. Um, It's, I I treat it a lot like when I was personal training, when I was doing personal training, where it's just not every single workout is going to work for the same two people. I'm not going to write the same plan, the same workout or diet plan for two people who are vastly different, come from vastly different lifestyles um, and have completely different body proportions. It's just, it doesn't work that way. And while you would never expect, um, if you're somebody who's in a larger body, like you have different health issues, no, you would not be expected to eat on an 800 calorie diet. I don't recommend that for anybody, by the way. But like you wouldn't be expected to eat an 800 um, calorie diet compared to somebody who is naturally thin, who is trying to gain weight, has completely different goals, um, who 
would need a little bit more of a caloric intake. Like it's going to be completely different based off of your goals and based off of just who you are and what your makeup is as an individual and as a human. And the same thing applies to being um, a creative business owner is that different strategies, different systems, different structures are going to work differently dependent on what your goals are and who you are as a human. And that's completely normal. That's fine. Like that's the difference is though, is that we just have to be okay with looking and seeking what those differences are so that we can make sure that we're getting what works for us. Yes. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, and I, so I just want to move into now. So, um, I just want to move into a little bit of a quick fire round now and just ask yes. you a few like a little quick questions and get your little snapshots from them. Got it. Um, so what is, first one is, what is your favorite digital marketing platform? Ooh, social media or just in general? Or in general. In general. Okay. Okay. Um, Pinterest. <sighs> Why? <laughs> uh, because Pinterest, I, I've known this for a while, but it's just been something I've really been tapping into lately. Pinterest is the most slept on lead generation tool I've ever seen. It's, it's crazy to me because Pinterest is such a fantastic search engine. And for you to be able to literally post anything, almost anything that you have on social media, and then be able to extend the shelf life of your content on Pinterest, where people literally are finding things that I did two years ago, <laughs> and they're finding my website on this blog uh, is fantastic. To have that type of shelf life is incredible. So Pinterest for life. Amazing. Love it. Um, and when you are not working on your business, where would I find you? Ooh, lately, uh, my latest identity has been a furniture upcycler. So you'll find me outside <laughs> sanding. Um, I'm, I'm working on a dresser and I thought I messed it up yesterday, but it turns out I did it. So you'll find me outside probably sanding and painting another coat on this dresser. So in saying that, um, so that's a creative outlet that you have at the moment. Um, yes. What other creative outlets have you got or have you had it previously? Yes. Um, I, I think I mentioned before I'm a theater kid and that just never goes away. So I am a major, major um, theatric uh, nerd. So you'll probably find me singing around my house. My fiance's just made peace with it. Um <laughs> You'll probably find me um, singing show tunes, probably some old stuff that like I grew up on. Um, I like to dance. I'm not a professional dancer, nor have I ever been complimented for my fantastic dancing. Doesn't stop me. Um, I, I love dancing. You'll probably find me doing a TikTok dance because I find those pretty easy to follow. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can do a TikTok dance and look like somewhat decent. Um, and I also love writing. Uh, I mentioned before, I, I keep bringing up stuff that I've already talked about, but I'm a pretty strong writer and I like to consider myself a writer. So there'll just be times where I'm just writing or journaling and it's just about a fantastical dream that I had. It could be a poem. It could be a letter to God just as a, um, a an extension of my devotionals, but uh, being able to write when it's, there's no pressure on the writing has definitely been another outlet as well. Really anything where I'm able to be creative and there's no pressure for my financial welfare <laughs> uh, <laughs> is a creative outlet for me. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm, uh, I'm stuck in my garden at the moment and uh, it's been a really great creative outlet for me as well. Yep. Um, and I have to say, I did see your dancing the other day on um, on one of your reels. Yes. And I think I think you, because you've just been, got your Australian citizenship. That's right, isn't it? Yes. 
Yes, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I saw your dancing reel, like your celebratory reel there, and it just reminded me when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever want to know um, about my dancing abilities, just look up that reel. <laughs> that, that pretty yeah. much sums it up. <laughs> and, um, okay. And so what is your go-to self-care thing that you do for yourself? Ooh. Oh, goodness. I have a lot. Um, <laughs> I like reading a book that's not self-help. Does that Ooh, make sense? That. So I like finding, cause I used to be a huge reader and I'm trying to get back into it and just reading these really, um, big world building, fantastical stories. And, um, that's extended into comics as well, because I am a huge comics nerd as well, but those two things have really just been able to just get me out of my space and put me into another world where it's just high key creativity. And I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I love that. Um, and if you could recommend something for the listeners to read, listen to, or watch, what would it be? Ooh, Big Magic from Elizabeth Gilbert. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like that should be required reading, especially for the creative, especially for the creative. I, it's yeah. just, it's the way she captured it, especially since she's just such a beautiful uh, writer and des- descriptive writer. Um, the things that that book taught me about myself that I did not know <laughs> uh, was incredible. And just the language that she was able to provide me of certain situations that I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, it's just a fantastic book. And if you've ever wondered just like, why does my creativity work this way? And I don't understand, she she lays it out. It's fantastic. She does, it is amazing. And I listen to the audiobook because I'm big on listening <laughs> to yes, books. Yes. Um, and um, she read the audiobook as well, like she it was her voice um, reading it. And so it was just wonderful to hear it from her as well. And and yeah, the way that she explains it, I sort of like finished it. I went, I need to listen to that again. Yeah, like, yeah, you're just like, I have, I always go I'm, back occasionally and I just like look at my highlighted because I have little sticky notes in there and I'm just like, okay, I know what I'm looking for. Like I had um, in my notes for this podcast, I had a quote from her because I'm like, I remember when she talked about this and it pertains to this, but yes, uh, so good. Yes, I love it. Um, that is a great recommendation. Um, and finally, so I think we sort of skipped over a little bit at the start, like um, oh. what you actually do, oh, um, you yes. know, and, and <laughs> so, and so I want to like reiterate again, like obviously I'll um, pop it in the bio, but I want to reiterate, so sort of get you to tell us a, a little bit what, about what you're doing right now and also where people can find and connect with you. Yes, absolutely. So hello, everybody. You've been listening to Elizabeth Jackson. Uh, (laughs) uh, I am a system strategist and business operations coach. It's a very long title, but what it means is that I am in the business of helping uh, creatives, coaches, and consultants to be able to feel at home in their business, to be able to breathe in their business. And the way that we do that is by reviewing and creating structures, uh, systems, and overall operational support inside of your business so that you have space to be creative without losing out on the finances because we know that's very important. So that's what I do. Uh, I have a couple of different ways that people work with me, either through one-on-one intensives or through um, a course that's upcoming that's going to be more DIY. And then of course, um, my different templates that I have so that you can just plug and play those templates and then be able to customize them for whatever business operation you need that templatized for. So you can find me on my Instagram at Elizabeth Jackson. It's the German spelling of Elizabeth. You'll see it in the 
uh, podcast notes. Uh, you can also find me on my website, theafrocoach.com. You'll see why I am called that once you get to the website. Uh, and you can get read up on all of my blogs, which goes over tons of information and free resources of how to be able to just really get your mind around as a creative, like what business operations is, what systems are, how you can implement them, and like where you can really start your first, uh, really start beginning your uh, business operational journey and like making your business holistically work for you, not just on different separate fronts and trying to make them all work with your own energy, how to be able to make them all work together for your good uh, and to support you just as much as they support your clients. Amazing. And um, yeah, make sure that if you want to check out Elizabeth's wonderful dancing, you check her out on Instagram. Please well. do. I do dance pretty often. Like I say it, like I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I don't dance that much. But genuinely, I love dancing. I am not, I'm like, I'm not ashamed at all or embarrassed. Like you will see me dancing often on Instagram. Oh, I, I uh, my now three-year-old um, son, uh, I'll go around and be dancing around the house and he goes, oh, mom, stop dancing like oh no <laughs> and I'm like, oh but I love it so much <laughs> you'll learn to love it yeah exactly or I'll force him either one <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well thank you so much it's been so lovely chatting to you and um and getting to know a bit about you and what you do and also just um getting some wonderful tips and advice from you around um around those systems and using your creative energy within your business as well. So um, I really appreciate that. Everything um, about Elizabeth will be in the show notes. So you can find that as well as her recommendation um, from her quick fire round today, even though our quick fire round sort of ended up on a bit of a tangent, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining me. It's been so lovely chatting to you. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. This episode is sponsored by my free challenge, Repurpose One Piece of Content 10 Ways. The live three-day challenge will be held from July 19th to 21st. Do you want to spend less time creating content and still make a connection with your audience? Ever get tired of thinking up new content to post every day? You're so not alone. A recent poll on my Instagram indicated that 87% of Australian rural businesswomen running an online business find it exhausting and overwhelming thinking up new content to post. There are so many different platforms and you want to ensure that you are creating content that is engaging and impactful for your audience. Well, I've got you covered. In this free three day challenge, I will be sharing my repurposing secrets. I'll show you how to pinpoint and create content according to your customers' pain points. I'll give you the formula to create an engaging piece of content and of course, show you how to repurpose that one piece of content in 10 ways. This is a one-time only free three-day challenge starting on July 19th. Plus, a bonus for you challenges, complete the daily challenges and you could win a six-month CEO membership to the Rural Compass Society, my virtual co-working membership. The prize is valued at over $1,100. The challenge will be held live in my free private community for ruralpreneurs. I'll be showing up live at 9am for those three days. Head to the-ruralpreneur.mn.co to join or check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Rural Compass podcast hosted by Samantha Murant. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why don't you click on over and leave an honest rating and review? Or even take a screenshot and share it to your stories and tag myself at samantha.murant and today's guest. All of their details are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.